From the Dub Lab Studios in Virgil Village, California, this is North Mollywood. I'm Alex Papadimus. In the studio today, from left, from my left, from MTV News, the Speed Dial Podcast, and the casual luxury brand empire. <laughs> Ira Madison III. Hi, Mollywood. It's nice to it's nice to be here in your um part of California. <laughs> in our neighborhood of California. <laughs> in whatever that state of mind is. From Yo Is This Racist, Andrew T. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hi. And, of course, this being North Mollywood, the front person of the Alternative Press uh, Band of the Year 2006, previously on Riverdale, Molly Lambert. Team Blossom family. Really? We're going to get to that. We're talking about Riverdale today. I've watched big uh, chunks of it. <laughs> in in, in Everyone's watched large some. doses, Me different and Ira chunks. Have watched it all. Yeah. Wait, so. really? Yeah. Y'all from the from the beginning, just every episode. There's only like eleven. It's an hour a week, Andrew. Oh my god, I can't. I oh okay. Not yeah. even an hour a week if you fast forward every Betty. <laughs> <laughs> but first, Alex is going to regale us with another story about. A different celebrity jazz night. <laughs> That's all we do. Last week, uh, I told everyone about my experience at Fred Durst's jazz club, Fred's with a Z, which I really want to know if it's Eliza with a Z reference. Uh, this week, Alex saw another celebrity you might not know is also a jazz musician. I mean, if you if if there is a celebrity who you know to be a sort of part time jazz musician, it's not Woody Allen. This is probably who you think of because I feel like this is a little bit blown up, and there were definitely like there was a touristy vibe in the club. Uh, but I went to Rockwell on Vermont Avenue in uh, Los Feliz. Jeff Goldblum saw Jeff Goldblum play some jazz. Um, I had a I had a hookup. My friend John is friends with his sax player. Um, what you don't realize, I guess, or if you've heard the story, like. All of those people, Jeff Goldblum's like pretty good at piano for Jeff Goldblum. Like he's a remarkably good, he's played it for a long time. He like solos a little bit, he does that whole thing. But everybody else in that band, like rippers. Like they're all like really qualified studio musicians. The drummer was like Al Jarreau's drummer. Um, the saxophone player is like plays all the sax solos on uh, like M83's Midnight City. So like it's like a real, you know, good band. And Jeff Goldblum, here's what you need to know about this show. The ticket tells you uh, the show starts at nine, banter starts at eight thirty. <laughs> so he like works the room, and everybody gets like some kind of a quality Jeff Goldblum interaction at at some point. They get the experience of knowing of seeing Jeff. He'll talk to you. He'll do that whole thing. Like they hug people, hug him. They take pictures. Like they do does that it whole feel thing. like you're the only girl in the world? It does. I mean, it feels like you're in Jeff Goldblum's living room. What I didn't realize, like, there is a photo. You saw the photo of me on Instagram. Like, he in the middle of the set, between sets, there's two sets. It goes till 11. And between sets, he just lets everybody line up for selfies from both sides of the crowd because he knows that that is really the demand. That's what you're paying your $25 for is, like, to hear him play jazz. And, like, it's really good jazz. It's like he does a good job. It's like you're listening to these amazing players play stuff that's, like, super elementary that they would normally never play. They're playing, like, Caravan and In Walked Bud and, like, the stuff that you learn at jazz school. Um, but like, so they're like playing the game on easy mode and it's like, they're just, you know, ripping. It's great. 
but then you take your picture with Jeff Goldblum. Um, I took a picture for Jen, my wife, with Jeff Goldblum. Got that. They had whatever their interaction was. I think he complimented her dress. He was, you know, gentlemanly. And then Jen was like, do you want to take one? And I was like, yeah, sure. But then I forgot that I would actually, that he's a person and I would have to have an interaction with him while I stood there and I didn't know what to say. So I have this bandage on my hand because I cut my hand doing dishes the other day. And like, I did not, it's not a good story. It's not a fun story. Alex has taken his Wolverine cosplay <laughs> too far. <laughs> By putting my hand point. through glass. Um but so he asked me about it, and I was like, yeah, man, I cut my hand doing dishes. Don't do dishes. And he's like, oh, all right. Like, it just, I, that's my Jeff Goldblum. It's, it's like, uh, okay. Like, and then he just wanted me, like, he was, uh, it was weird for him. I made it weird for Jeff He Goldblum. probably has a dishwasher. He pro- I do, too. But it's just, you got to pre-rinse. I feel um, like he, ideally, when you, you, you get rich <laughs> enough that you just actually throw all your dishes away after each. It's like this is, it's like the way, you, you know, you can reach that level of richness where it's like new socks every time. Where you just have 365 pairs yeah. of underwear like George Costanza. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like every celebrity now just needs to have a jazz night so that you can interact with them and see them in a different way. We got to see if there's more. I think there might be more. I mean, so Woody is the original one, but then, like, these are all the less problematic way to experience. What about, like, what do you think Nick Cage does for fun? Like, can we get, like, do you think he, like, listens to music with friends? Can we get get in his living room? He probably has bar fights. <laughs> okay, if we can get a celebrity fight club going, though, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think just Nick Cage, like, doing a little MMA with, like, say, a... Uh... Sly Stallone. Oh, that'd be so dope. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Would Nick Cage, I'd pay $25 to see that. Would he be allowed to use like uh, things that he's learned in the world the, the, in, in New Orleans, the world of like witchcraft and things like that? He has a pyramid. Would he be allowed to raise people from the dead? I think what would happen is uh, those guys, like those celebrities that get into jazz, they take it too seriously so it would be like super like no 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 this is real i'm really into mma like here's like a professional ref that we hired for like 800 dollars an hour and like a commissioner from the state of california it'd be some you know shit like that nicholas sure. cage like i was i'm really <laughs> i'm really serious about this i cut back i only did six movies this month and he, he does six movies so that he can like pay two people to fight each other to the death in his basement for, <laughs> for fun. That is, it's proven. It's been hired two humans to kill each other for sport. For you know, we could go to um, David Foster's home. Oh, that's a jazz night. Jazz yeah. That is um, David Foster is the producer of like every adult contemporary album ever. And he ever. was a husband on real housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> An um, absent husband, which a, is why he got divorced. He was a dick. Was and also, rude. he had a, a thing where everybody comes to their mansion in Malibu and he plays piano. And then people started singing along and he gets like furious. <laughs> he gets like, mad if you sing along. He gets, he gets mad if you like have a good time. Because he invites his like, he's like Josh Groban, isn't mm-hmm. And he's like, Only Josh, Josh Groban's going to sing for you. He's a professional singer. You're just guests in my house. How dare you? Um, really fun. I would time. watch that show yeah. <laughs> in a we'll, minute. We'll I'm shutting down his guests. Hey, are you Josh Groban? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. After this break, we'll be right back.
Welcome back. Let's talk about Riverdale. Guys, did you know that Jughead and Betty's ship name is Bughead? I did. (laughs) I did only because there was was internet uproar. Um, That Jughead's not asexual? Yes. Well, okay. So... Riverdale seems tailor-made to be one of those teen shows that lures, like, LGBT teens in, um, but then doesn't really reward them with anything. And I think they finally got, like, upset on the internet about Jughead not being asexual like he is in the comics, which is a little weird only because Jughead's been asexual in the comics for, like, 30 seconds. But he's always been maybe asexual because the subtext has always been like everyone else is trying to fuck Betty and or Veronica, but he's not ever. He just cares about hamburgers and his dog and he's like not interested in in women. But it's also because they said the guy who plays Jughead, I think, said like, oh, we're going to keep him canon asexual. And that was a troll. Well, he said that. um, And I don't think he consulted with the writers. (laughs) <laughs> because they were like, um, Actually, you're a attractive boy on a teen soap opera. Yeah, you are get... not going to not have sex with people. We need to potentially get <laughs> nine years of hookups out of this show. So you're going to need to not be asexual. Which you're is gonna... like, I understand the kids who want like asexuality represented. But also, Jughead would not be a character. Because if you're not in a relationship on a soap opera, what are you doing? Right. Like, think of Beverly Hills and 90210. No, right. The people who weren't in relationships were just, like, nothing characters. Yeah. Like Andrea Zuckerman. Poor Andrea. (laughs) So boring. Who's the girl who played Barb? Her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, That is Ethel. You know, I don't know what the actress's name is, but she's she's playing Big Ethel, Mm -hmm. who is Jughead's female counterpart that everyone tries to set. Well, that's the thing, is they try to set Jughead up with Big Ethel, or mm-hmm. Big Ethel's in love with Jughead, and she chases him around, and he's, right. like, disgusted. So, but it's implied that he's disgusted because she's not hot, not because he's asexual, but it's a little of both. So there was, like, a lesbian kiss on the show? Uh, in the first am I, episode? Am I remembering this? Anyway, it's like, I think um, the actress got into an argument with fans on Twitter because they said that she was, like, mocking the fact that you know like betty and veronica they're being teased on the show you know for like betty and veronica to be together like they're queer baiting the fans um and she didn't agree with it in the first episode yeah um oh right there's like a spin the bottle scenario or something no when they're cheerleading cheerleading. yeah yeah. but that was like some classic like straight girls teasing the the boys kind of shit but if you put that in the pilot then, of course, like, yeah. teen lesbians will think, like, oh, you know, they'll get together in the end. Also, people who like Archie comics, one of the big things people feel is that they want Betty and Veronica to kiss. Right. That's just, I think, one of the main underpinnings of the yeah. the appeal of the, of the series. Anyway, the actress came out as bi when she was arguing with the fans. Um, I don't know. And then she was like, now I'm protected. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. The CW is always pissing off teen lesbians. Yeah. Because Uh, they always kill off their lesbian characters. Starting with Buffy, it's like a 
like a thing that they've established they do on every show and every time lesbian fans are like please don't kill off the one character we like really like who's gay and they're like oh sorry if they want to kill off a gay character they can kill kevin go <laughs> he is awful you know he's not great in the comics though is the thing either he's but he's like, like becomes president mary in the sue. comics he's like a mary sue he's just kind of like yeah he makes archie look fascinating well isn't that the problem with archie that like they try to introduce whenever they introduce a character to make archie sort of like less straight and white that character then has to be so boringly perfect that they have no personality like isn't that the problem with chuck in the comics too that like chuck Chuck is just like has the man without qualities but but what's weird that they did on the show and though i've heard various reasons why they did this is that they gave so reggie Reggie Mantle should be the Chuck Bass of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. He's like the the rich dick playboy. Um, the Asian character on this show. Yeah. The hot Asian guy yes, who but is he's not, Reggie. But he's they not turned Asian him in the comics. In, no. He's white. But they turned him into Moose, who is the dumb jock in the comics. They gave Reggie on the show Moose from the comics personality. Mm-hmm. And they gave Chuck on the show Reggie's personality. Speaking of, we haven't seen Moose no. Since he like tried to be gay, yeah, and Kevin told him to go back in the closet. Yeah, they got to save him for future plotline. Yeah, he'll get recast probably <laughs> whenever he shows up. I think that's what happened though. I feel like the, the, we, was, we were talking about this last night, but they just switched. They switched the parts around. It was mostly I think they were like, "Well, we like this actor, but he doesn't look like a Reggie." No, that's not true. He totally looks like a Reggie. It was I'm, well, I'm and not he played. He plays the guy who plays Reggie. Um, it's a scheduling conflict because well, it's on yeah. Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, but he plays a Reggie on Thirteen yeah. Reasons Why. He plays why. like a like a uh, he's like a rapist like a asshole rapist on Thirteen Reasons Why. He clearly that's his type that he got cast as Reggie. For. Everyone is a rapist Look. on Thirteen Reasons Why, <laughs> actually. Um, and I actually know that actor. Um, years ago when I first moved to LA, I keep talking about my LA stories. Um, I put up a play. Um. And my friend also put up one, and we did them back-to-back. She was the first act, and then mine was the second act. Um, and he played a, um, a asshole hot, rapist, a rapist. <laughs> um, in her play. That is that is some Asian progress right there. Finally, <laughs> finally, we got a dude who's out there raping people like a white man. That's, He's honestly good, like an Asian, like, young heartthrob which is yeah look at really weird chin like give him a give him his own show i'm trying hollywood hit me up <laughs> i would welcome that i'd like i feel like he should be the center of archie here's my problem with riverdale it's Arch- archie archie sucks archie's boring i understand that he has to be there betty and veronica like it wants to be the the bnv show so badly like it wants to be gossip That's girl what the with comic that. is like though too He's and again so i feel like that totally checks out to me as that like the thing that the two best friends who are equally matched but like slightly different from each other in key ways what they're fighting over doesn't really matter they're just like you want this thing so i want this thing and now we have to like match wills instead of jason blossom they should have had archie die and then it's called riverdale and it's about all the riverdale people except for archie dealing and archie's like laura Damn. palmer 
There you go. It's like no Archie in this scenario. And then you it's like, what happens? Not have Archie. Well, maybe Archie could have died and then been like Mary Alice from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> He's narrating the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they're sticking to that conceit of like this whole thing is Jughead's like blog or whatever. It's really dumb. It is so it's so crazy. A, it's kind of a bad novel in the way that like like Carrie Bradshaw's column would have been like incoherent if you tried to read it. Like because it was just based on <laughs> like if you actually wrote down all the things that she types in her column, it would be like, what the hell is this? I don't know who's like guys. Have you ever read a teen's live journal? <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I wrote one <laughs> as a teen. Um, and it probably read a lot like Jughead's Diary. You were probably like, this town is dark and I have to go. The storm was rising. Things that he should know. He's omniscient. He's maybe supernatural. He's like, like Dan is Gossip Girl. Yeah. Well, if it was explained as like he's developed these omniscient powers because he does not fuck, that would make sense. I would like that. Yes. As a, as a fan of canon, asexual Jughead. Shout out to well, Chip you know they, they did a little shout out to Canon Jughead this week because they had a hamburger cake at his birthday. Because actually, the other thing people are most mad about is that he doesn't eat hamburgers on the show because that is his other main personality <laughs> trait in the comics. They talk that, about eating hamburgers. There's yeah, allusions but like, to in the comics. We should he's get together. Never not eating a hamburger. Yeah. He is like wimpy from Popeye. Well, mean, Archie eats nothing. Archie, judging eats from his abs. protein powder. Um, <laughs> Archie, here, okay, I'm going to defend Archie. How could Please, he be go for that it. boring, but then, like, look that, like, hot? In it's the, just like. In the spirit of Alex Papanemus defending Cyclops, I'm going to defend Archie. Uh, Totally, my defense of Archie is based on the fact that, like, my brother is kind of exactly an Archie <laughs> when everybody's like. My brother's like a like a nice guy who's a redhead and plays basketball and uh, is totally like clean cut in a certain way. Uh, Molly could not be more wrong, of course. Uh, if Archie was like a music producer and played all kinds of fucked up sports and was constantly injuring himself and like made 8-bit art like your brother, <laughs> that would be dope. Um, I don't know why you think my brother is constantly injuring himself, but I like that. <laughs> I just have a, like a real injury thing, so I clock it every time anything happens. <laughs> Molly's oh, brother right, is he like, had like a knee injury, and you are hyper aware of people. I'm, I'm picturing Nordberg injuries. from uh, Naked Gun now. Have you never met my brother? Uh, I don't think so. That's so weird. My brother, when you meet him, you'll be like, oh, Archie. Okay, but like, <laughs> first of all, Aside, um, Here's I agree thing. with Alex. I like Cyclops. Um, two, I also um, like Cyclops, and I like Archie. I think Archie is just dumb. He's, I, he's supposed to also be this like really great musician. Okay, that uh, part I don't so care much about. that like he tore up the uh, Pussycat. Yes, uh, <laughs> punched up a Josie and the Pussycat song. He's like I'm Max like, Martin. I'm like, <laughs> who Riverdale. are you? The so the songwriting is definitely. Every time they show him with the guitar, my mind glazes over a little bit. Here's what I like about him. I like that he's like Zach Morris in a certain way in that. Zach was devious, though. He's the most boring character who but had an affair with a teacher he's ever. He's like Dylan McKay. He's just like he can't help making out with everybody in Riverdale. Okay, but, but Dylan had personality, too. Also, he was addicted to drugs. Yeah, all those, all the characters you're naming wanted something, and Archie doesn't. 
seem to want any, like Archie's like a character that stuff happens to him. He's like like a writing assignment. Like if you were in like writing school, they would be like, "What's what's wrong with this character? Like what could make him seem like he has like any human desire at all, rather than just like a flat board that shit gets bounced off of?" Archie's Penelope pit stop. Maybe they should have made Archie asexual. Wow. Right. Like his whole thing is people keep throwing themselves at him and he's like, no, 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 I don't want this. This is not for me. Please respect my asexuality. That would require the show to have like an interesting concept. I still don't really think the show is going anywhere. And I'm uh, intrigued by like what season two of Riverdale will look like. We have a murder to solve still. Well, okay. <laughs> I went... I, I went in a theories hole last night because I finally caught up. Of who up. you think the murderer is? Yeah, and also just of people's theories about what's going to happen in the rest of the season. Um, and there are a lot of crazy flowers in the attic type. Uh, Things about Jason and Cheryl. Well, that, which they finally addressed on the show, uh, yeah. which was great. But more that people, and like I also take personal issue with this, uh, which is that people assume that just because two characters have red hair, they have to be secretly related. Um, a lot of people think like Archie and Cheryl are really brother and sister. Well, they kind of want you. There's some kind of, it's like that last one where they're all tapping the maple syrup together and they're all redheads. I know that I am stereotyping, but that's it is what I'm weird. saying. It's like, if I meet another redhead, I'm not like, Oh, we must be related. But Molly, that feels incestuous. There's something in that scene that feel that whole sequence. That it's like is. the whole family is like trying to you're pull being, Archie into their gingerous. ginger get out world. I'm, I'm like one. I think all white people are related. What are you talking about, Molly? <laughs> Okay, uh, so here's the thing. So I skipped eight episodes between. I skipped episodes two through nine, and I came back. So I've watched one and ten. Uh, here are my questions: Did Betty decide she's going to solve this murder? Uh, Betty decided that she wants to yell at her parents whenever she wants to leave the house. I don't know if she ever really cared about the murder. She just wanted to prove that Polly didn't kill anyone. Which one's Polly? Her sister. Oh, yeah, you missed who, her. Oh, who's pregnant with twins. Um, Supposedly from, Jason's. But yes. We don't know. But maybe sure. not. I think. Okay, well, do you want to hear the craziest Go potential spoiler I've yeah. heard? Um, I have heard this show may take a turn towards the supernatural in uh, the season finale. Oh, because this is, uh, th- this is the same guy, Roberto Yeah, uh, I'm going to, sorry, butcher your name. Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. Oh, all right, that was close. Uh, I got Roberto. You think Sabrina's going to show up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I think Sabrina's going to show up in the finale because that's the rumor I've heard. And I think, I mean, my dream is that it will turn into The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is the other... I mean, new Archie comic that they did besides Afterlife with Archie. That that's where I was if, going. If season was... two of Riverdale was just like Sabrina as the lead, yeah, and all these other characters were just like the Die. recurring characters, become ghosts. I would love it. Yeah, I think that might happen. I think that's what I want. I was I've been watching it, sort of feeling like I want I want to jump straight to season four where it's just like off the rails, supernatural. It's already really like, off the rails, so I think maybe yeah. it, might... it it never had any rails. <laughs> And you can see him trying to write, like, Rails. the kind of story that he's interested in. Um, but it keeps, like, being this push and pull between, like, I mean, like, it literally started out as, like, a noir show. 
and that sort of vanished. Well, there's still a lot of good horror fog. I just yeah. like being in Riverdale. I think I that's do too. What I love the aesthetic me. of Riverdale. Yeah. I love the colors. I love the outfits. I just I like love having watched Riverdale, but I don't know that I love Riverdale. Riverdale feels like. It would be a good photo book or maybe like four paintings. <laughs> and then we're good. Um, okay. But also, what else is canon in the art? Like the Punisher is canon in this universe. The Predator. There's been crossovers with all that shit. I just want it to be a stray Punisher bullet from like the other side of the lake took care of jason blossom i feel like that is an alternate universe that's not uh just as it's not 616 marvel continuity that archie could meet the punisher i feel like we're never actually going to cross that the predator also showed up once we talked yeah yeah. um so i'm just saying if you see like a lake the predator might be archie's in like a different universe than the marvel universe only no not with the punisher Mm. The Punisher came over one time. Have we ever gone outside of Riverdale on Riverdale? Does does like do we ever going to see uh, like yeah. like Los Angeles? No, something like that. Salem is the other place next to Riverdale because that's where Sabrina lives. Salem, Wait, is that canon? Like yeah. the, like there's a witch town. Have next you to- read Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? <laughs> I've not. It is so good. It is my favorite. Not comic. out of prejudice. I just out of it's, ignorance. Okay, I just love horror comics anyway. Yeah. Chilling Adventures it, is. Amazing. It's amazing. It's better. I mean, I just didn't like Afterlife with Archie as much because I don't care about zombies as much as I care about Lovecraftian witchcraft, which is all Sabrina is about. Basically, they saw that movie The Witch and were like, let's do a whole... It's like a saga. It like goes back in time to her ancestors uh, okay. and then... I forget who I lent my Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to. Well, it wasn't, the- it wasn't me, so thanks if a lot. somehow you're listening to this... Give it back. Give me my fucking comic back. <laughs> <laughs> also, I need to read the next volume. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Oh, no, wait. There's not a next volume. I don't know if it's been collected yet, but... um, How many issues have come out? I know I bought six, and I haven't read it yet. That's like I like <laughs> wait at the comic book store for that comic to come out. It is the best. I'm bad um, with comics. And that crosses over with Archie. There's like a point yeah. where... Betty and Veronica show up as the, cheerleaders. Yeah, and they have to like then, the evil witch yeah. um, uses them like against Sabrina. Yeah, that's fun. Says there are six issues total right now. Oh, okay, and the publisher is a small imprint known as Archie Horror. <laughs> he is very slow at writing these, but it's because they're amazing. Because I feel like six came out like right after. Comic Con last year. I like to get really invested in horror (laughs) comics that don't ever get finished. (laughs) We'll be right back after this break. Okay, here's my other thing that I did not understand is, I mean, I guess it's just how it is on these kinds of shows, but they were kind of like, especially this episode that we just watched, the House Party one, they're really riding the line between Deadly serious, murder mystery, indictment, like, you know, shit like that. And then they also get bullied into throwing a house party using teenager stakes. How is, is, is that the whole show? Have you ever seen Buffy? I nodded off mic. <laughs> <laughs> you nodded off. 
<laughs> See, the show doesn't have the balance that Buffy did. No, but but like every CW show is like being a teenager is like some crazy thing where the stakes are really high and you might die. Right. But this one doesn't really have that. But I don't know. I like it because I feel like it's like that Nightmare on Elm Street. It follows thing of just like all of the parents are fucked up and the kids are all fucked up and they're trying to like find you know, peace. I was totally uh, shocked to be like, oh, maybe I do like Jughead and Betty together when they were like, we're just a couple of fuck ups and we're going to hug in this diner. That part tracks. I guess to me, it's like they also, though, get bullied into like some like weird Salem witch trials shit by Cheryl Blossom <laughs> where they all have to sit around and confess to each other. Like, I just don't understand. In this world where like everyone's fucked up, you can't just throw some fucking people out of your party. Like, I just, it's, it, that part was the weirdest to me. I mean, parties in teen shows are always like that. They're always like, let's do some weird thing that would never happen at a party in real life to create dramatic conflict. Yeah, I feel like your problem is with TV. I think Andrew. you hate TV. I think, I think that's really what the issue is. Wait, it's y'all like... haven't figured out from listening <laughs> that I fucking hate TV more than anything? And it it's conventions. But no, I feel like it, this show, is it's weird because this show does feel like it's trying to balance a bunch of things that don't maybe ne- necessarily go together. There's a real sort of like weary kind of we've seen it all before meta aspect to it. Like in the, all, the, all the episodes being named after film noir movies and sort of classic films and all these like references to like like Montgomery Clift and everything, but then also it's Archie and it's also weirdly innocent. Like it's a strange balance of That's what I like about things. it. Archie is like a weird mix of things that don't necessarily go together and you get weirdly invested in it because you spend so much time in that universe. I just want to say I would rather listen to like two and a half Lana Del Rey songs than watch any more Riverdale and get the same out of it. Well, it's similar, but you're saying that like all those things are bad correct <laughs> that first that first video from lana del rey album is like everything i want out of riverdale and i'm not getting i want a combination of those you leave lust for life alone yeah you guys leave you lana del rey is I'm amazing a, i'm a huge fan and i like that video i'm saying that's every lust for life video is everything that i'm not getting the weirdness the craziness that i'm not fully getting from riverdale because i feel like they get there you guys that gif from the simpsons where they throw homer out of the jalopy <laughs> and moose says duh stay out of riverdale <laughs> Isn't there? That's I have what. There's the other one. It's like it's like he's reading the. He's like Riverdale punks think they're better than me. Like it's a whole thing. Um, I wanted to talk about the parents for one second because Skeet Ulrich as Jughead's fucked up drunk dad. Very weird. Very. I think he's good because he's kind of reminds you of somebody's like weird dad that you are a little like, I don't want to hang out with like that kid's dad. He's really like perfectly pale and sweaty. Well, he looks like he is wearing a, a person wearing a Skeet Ulrich suit of some sort. I was going to say it's funny because he used to look when he was young. Everybody said he looked like Johnny Depp. But now that he's playing a bloated alcoholic, he looks like Ben Affleck. Whoa. Right? A yeah. little bit? Um, meanwhile, Luke Perry, my man, Luke Perry kind of looks like Abe Lincoln. (laughs) You know what? That has always been true. I know he's like, but now I just realized he's like a young, if you need a young, (laughs) sexy CW Lincoln where he's like a, you know, he's, he's only like, they would make him younger and sexier. So he'd be like 45, you Um, know, in that world. And he's like, I'm going to free the slaves. 
For- Did you ever see the UPN sitcom about Lincoln? Do you remember this? <laughs> Anyone? It was yes. like a gr- like a famous canceled after one episode sitcom. Was that wait? Was that Secret Diary of Desmond yes, Pfeiffer? And it's like wildly offensive with Chee yeah. like, McBride. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was Just talking about sitcoms about Lincoln. Oh. If they ever want to reboot that, no, I'm talking about this. Mine would be a drama. Mine's like a, a drama about Lincoln. And Ooh, like, what about like like sexy founding fathers? The drama. Oh, just bring back Clone High. <laughs> I liked Clone MTV High. MTV would not do that. No, but. because those guys make those Batman movies now and yeah. don't need anything. They don't. They, 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 make a Clone they, High movie then. Yes, they need. They will. They'll be like, yes, give us a million bazillion dollars and we'll make Clone High into a movie. I'm saying though, all right, sexy founding fathers. Luke Perry is Lincoln. You get George Washington. You'll mix them all together. You'll be like, oh, they were all at the same time. You, like, you can bend time a little bit. Like, they're all. It's like Mount Rushmore comes to life. Yeah, exactly. Sexy Mount Rushmore. Everyone up to, like, yeah, you can have, like, like uh, Jefferson's obviously the Reggie. And Obama's there just for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Still in there. Yeah. I would imagine Obama's the scientist that brings these guys all back to the present day being sexy. He's too busy for science. <laughs> Do you I'm think Riverdale keep going. will burn to the ground at some point? Oh, something's going to burn. Well, no, because you no, pointed you know out what's... to me last night that the uh, like the the syrup factory. I I texted you. I was like, "Is the Blossom family being syrup rich? Is that canon? Because they're maple syrup rich in the comic or in the in the TV show?" And you're like, "No, they just made that up." But then you pointed out that the syrup plant is and the syrup empire is just the Packard Mill from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like it's just like a thing. Like why are these people rich? Like That's here's why. a local thing. And that also, they can like, be rich why off. does everyone in town care? Yeah. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. I love all the maple syrup stuff. I just love Cheryl. I'm watching this show for Cheryl. She's a great character. Cheryl Dale. There are also a lot of great fan-made videos of Cheryl set to Lana Del Rey songs. If you want to go down a hole. I'm ready for that to tip into full crazy. There's a moment when she's like at the end where she's crossing people out, the end of number nine, where she's like, I'm I'm gonna get I like that everyone on the show might be like secretly crazy. Archie might be a serial killer. I'm kind of in the Alex trade of like, if I didn't want season two of Riverdale, I would love to come in in season three and be like, okay, what's happening? It's crazy now. What? (laughs) Um, As fans of the supernatural soap opera Passions, I can say Ira and I probably both hope that Riverdale goes full supernatural because I would be fine with that. So do I. That's what I want. I want the evil twins to have evil twins. I think the evil twins who the evil twins might have. Uh, you know, I think it might be a Rosemary's Baby situation. That's what I'm saying, too. Polly might have, like, demon spawn. Is what I hope. I'm hoping that. I'm ready. I feel like I feel like they have said, like, it's not impossible. It's not off the table. It's going It's such there. a zany show already. It's not like it needs to stay grounded in reality. We can get we can get Satanism involved. Like, didn't Dark Shadows not have vampires in it at the beginning? Didn't it start out as just gothic, and then eventually they were like, no, it's, it's literally. It did. Yeah. And Barnabas Collins joined. But like a hundred episodes in, they were like, "This yeah. isn't working." Why like, was it are... called Dark Shadows? Because oh, no, the wait. shadows they were Hold dark. On. No, Dark Shadows started supernaturally. You're thinking of Port Charles. Thank you. <laughs> Port Charles. <laughs> God, Port Charles it. was the General Hospital spinoff um, that was just you know like um, plucky characters hanging out, and then they were like, "This, mm, is, boring. this is boring." Vampires. <laughs> also, on a lot of otherwise non supernatural soaps, they did like possession storylines. Well, and um, Baywatch Nights. The <gasps> first season was just a crime drama. Really? And then the second season was supernatural. Oh, I'm going to go home and watch Baywatch Nights. Is that yeah. 
different from Baywatch Hawaii? Yes. It was David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon solving crimes. It's like the peach pit after dark. And also, um, um, Louis Armstrong? What? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not him. (laughs) Who's the other? Louis C.K., I think. No, it was, um, Baywatch Nights. It was, um, (laughs) I actually really want to know, did Hasselhoff wear long pants in Baywatch Nights? Oh, it was Lou Rawls was a cast <laughs> oh my member. God. That's weirder. That's almost <laughs> as weird as Louis Armstrong, honestly. I would be dope. Was he the actually. captain? Was he like like he when just you, played jazz? You you, you can't wreck, you can't wreck my dune buggy. Says Lou Rawls. Like, oh, that's my. That's he me. played jazz all the time. That's all yeah, he did. Let's start a jazz night, you guys. Hasselhoff in my office. Are we we started with jazz night. We're ending with jazz night. Tight. That's how jazz, jazz finds a way. This Andy. is. This is like a jazz uh, finds a way. Everybody has to do the outros as Goldblum. Ira Madison, thank you very much for coming through. Yeah, thanks for having me. And this and ushering in the supernatural era of North Hollywood from here on out. It's a podcast with vampires on it. Yeah, ghosts. Ghosts. (laughs) Wait, which one of us is the ghost? That's what we'll find out next week. If you don't know, it's probably you, Andrew T. (laughs) Wait. I've You're been the wearing ghost a ghost this whole time. Shirt. I am wearing a spooky <laughs> Halloween shirt. I forgot. <laughs> Go to the you. Instagram probably to check this shit out. Yeah, you are straight up wearing a shirt that says boo on it and has a ghost face. This episode of North Mollywood was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, Kasia Mihailovic, and James T. Green for the MTV Podcast Network with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts.